focus your attention on Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. We need that, don't we? Get ready for him to change your life, not me. I'm convinced when I came today that God wanted to do something in my life better than I can do. Anybody of that persuasion, you might, you know, you're okay with that? So go ahead and help me by praying for me. And I'll pray for you. God, this is not a tradition. This is not just something we do before we give the message. We need you now. We need you, God, because we know some of the enemy's attack that he has against us. Someone we don't know. Help us in both counts. Bring your spirit and the spirit of your word and the understanding of your word. Bring it, Lord, to all of us. Any glory will be deflected to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and, and you may be seated. So I, I want to speak on this thought of the word or words entitled Life Locks. I haven't, I don't think, stolen the company's name because I added an S to it, separated. So I don't think I infringed on copyright. But I, I'm acquainted with the commercials and other kinds of uh, means whereby this, if you don't mind, leave it just a moment more. This uh, word implies, as far as the company's word, lifelong. So what I've chosen to do is to take this word and uh, kind of speak figuratively from it. And uh, many of us here this morning, due to security purposes, has come to understand what it represents. Wish we didn't have to have this kind of service, but because of the fraudulent, identity-stealing ones in our society, we've got to protect ourselves. I mean, know what? You heard of life locks. Life, life lock, yeah. LifeLock has come to mean protection from identity fraud. You can change it now. It serves the purpose of detecting suspicious threats by text, email, or phone. If you have the service of LifeLock, 
then as a customer, they will notify you of irregular uses or action in your credit cards or registered accounts. LifeLock has come to mean protection, coverage, security, peace of mind. It's intended to minimize worry regarding one's finances, which is a good thing. I have one credit card. Valerie has 10. <laughs> They're covered by LifeLock. I think Valerie has an affinity to this company called Amazon.com. You're laughing because you do too. If Valerie's suffering for a visitor at the front step, shoot. Amazon.com. You think it's funny, but I'll be eaten by myself today. So, and, and not to belabor it, but there are a couple other things that warrant uh, life lock. Uh, let me say with haste, this is thing called computer virus. I don't know the language necessarily, but computer viruses uh, causes a lot of uh, billions of dollars worth of economic damage each year. It, it has to do with, uh, the virus has to do with uh, causing system failure, wasting computer resources, corrupting data, increasing maintenance costs, etc. And because of that, some companies have come up with some software uh, offered free in many cases to help avert computer viruses. Uh, then there is this thing of uh, uh, getting hacked as it relates to computer and, and what it infers. And what it means is by getting hacked is someone gains access to your account and hackers can insert their own code on your site. Uh, after they gain access to your site, they put malicious codes in. And therefore, it causes a tremendous amount of uh, discomfort by way of using your equipment and it causes a lot of... Uh, Problems by way of solving it. So people venture for locks or antivirus technology to protect what is valuable. And I say to you by using this title that in the spiritual world, even though we're born again, the devil hasn't died. He's got cousins. Don't be pushing your elbow into somebody else's side. I wish it wasn't so, but as we approach the coming of the Lord, the devil has increased his activity against us. So we need some life locks. And so I want to uh, see if I can target today life locks for worry and anxiety. I have three of them, actually. And, and the three life locks I, I have in mind to share with you uh, concern itself with right praying, right thinking, and right living. So I'll deal with the subject here of worry. And, and I'm looking for a definition of worry. And the Greek word translated worry is the word anxious. Therefore, to be anxious is to be pulled apart in different directions. 
To be anxious means that you hear a voice here and you hear a voice there. One is positive and one is negative and you don't know what to do so you feel pulled apart. That's anxious. The word anxious means to strangle. If you've ever been anxious, and I don't mean just a minute or two of anxious, I mean anxious, you feel like you're being strangled by shortness of breath, by limited physical energy, by the warring spirit in your mind. And I say that to further tell you that there are certain symptoms of anxiety and worry that cannot be ignored. For example, Worry and anxiety produces headaches. Worry and anxiety produces neck pains. Worry and anxiety over which we need a life lock produces ulcers, even back pains. Worry and anxiety affects our thinking our digestion, and even our coordination. So when one says, I, I'm a warrior, or I'm an anxious person, it's not just a label. It's an attack. So having said that to you by way of introduction, let me give you a little bit more of, of what anxiety and worry, the negative effects it has on our lives. Number one. It divides your mind. It means that you're tossed between right or wrong. You're tossed between now or later. You're tossed between him or her. You're tossed between joy and sadness. Divided mind. And the Bible says a divided mind is unstable in all ways. Here's another thought, please. Not only does it divide your mind, it decreases your productivity. God intends for us to operate at 100%. If you have a deadline of something for the end of the month, perhaps let's say for the sake of college students or high school students. So let's say for the sake of uh, those who have their own businesses and you have to reach a certain deadline, i.e. for the purpose of, of uh, borrowing uh, funds and such. If, uh, if you struggle with, with those kind of things, you're likely to miss your productivity if your mind is divided and your productivity decreases. When I or anybody else comes to this pulpit, I don't need to be thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow. I didn't come up here because I had nothing to do today. Right now, while I'm bringing the word, some of you are not focused because you have a divided mind. And if you're playing on your iPhone, I pray it breaks right now. Right now. 
Oh, I'll ask Pastor David to get a hammer and go through every chair. God just caught you. Some of you sitting on your clock wondering when will he shut up. It won't happen soon. I didn't come here to deliver mail. And I didn't just pick this up from the computer last night because I needed to preach. I'm here to tell you, you can lock down some things out of your life. It affects our relationships, this anxiety and worry. You know, it's one thing to complain once in a while. But there's something else to complain to everybody you see. No wonder the chair beside you is empty. We all have woes and troubles and pains. I'd like to be quiet long enough to hear somebody else's. A relationship. Worry and anxiety. We don't want people to run from us when they see us at Walmart. Can I get an amen? God has given us other people in our lives to add to us and we to add to them to strengthen each other's relationship. Let me give you another thought very quickly. If you will, this is what anxiety and worry does, why we need a life lock. It leads to unwise decisions. If you have a divided mind and you're preoccupied with 10 things, you, you can't make a real sound decision. If you've got to be at several places in one day, which is okay, but to make decisions in the context of what seems like a vacuum, you won't make wise decisions. And so the Lord has given us his resources to be of one mind with him. Let me, let me show you something else very quickly. And, and that is that here's what worry and anxiety does to us. It uh, steals our joy and our peace. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And the Bible says the peace of God will give us a heart and mind like Christ Jesus. We, we, we'll be blessed with the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Hey, let me show you something else. Everybody all right? You know, being worried and anxious is a terrible waste of time and energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like worry and anxiousness and this is how it's a waste of time. You get on a Ferris wheel. You done paid your money and got on the Ferris wheel. And it goes round and round. Maybe it gives you a five minute ride. And you know what happens when you finish? You get off of the same place you got on. <laughs> Nothing to show for it. <laughs> I love you, but uh, I need to tell you this. Some Christians are that way about coming to church. You wonder why they come. You know, let me say this to you, okay? I don't think I've ever said this before. 
But I'm getting older now, and they say when you get older, you repeat yourself. They say when you get older, you repeat yourself. You know what my prayer is about this church? That it not, it's not the church for people who can't find a better place to go. Some of you didn't hear me. That's my second place church because so-and-so goes over there. When they're not there, I'll go with them. That's not what God means about church. I don't want to lose a one of you. In the car dealership business, they say if, if you can find a better deal, buy it. I did. But, but I'm, I'm saying to you, don't come to the house of God, and especially this house, if it makes you miserable. Yeah. I don't want to be at your house for dinner if you don't want me there. I told you all I hadn't said that before. You ought to clap more than that. But this is my less than anxious congregation. I love you guys, but most of you are dead by the time it's 11.30. I really do love you, and I wish you wouldn't live to that label, but <laughs> I'm not going to pass this way again. You know, part of my challenge is, is to somehow persuade some of you to part your lips and show your teeth. It's called a smile. A smile. Here I am preaching on being worry-free and life-locked and getting your joy back. And I'm the only one happy. Thank you, my sister. That's two of us. Yeah, I'm happy. Give me another, give me another slide. Uh, worry is wrong thinking. Say it out loud. Worry is wrong thinking. It's otherwise known as stinking thinking. Whatever is in your mind will flow out of your mouth. Hey, put this on the screen. Worry is not just wrong thinking, it's wrong feeling. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't feel like being around people. I don't feel like giving. I don't feel like going to church. Jesus didn't feel like dying on the cross. He didn't have to. So, so let me give you, uh, let me give you uh, three uh, major thoughts here about the text. Life lock number one is right praying. And Paul says in verse 6, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Adoration. I'm guilty of not adoring enough when I come to pray. I'm guilty of wanting to give God my prayer request like a grocery list. And I want to say hurriedly, thank you, Jesus. And then a large amount of my prayers, this is what I need, this is what I want, this is what I, you know, et cetera. 
Do you know that nothing gets the attention more rapidly that when we get in the presence of God and don't blame and fuss and complain, the, the Word of God says, and Pastor David alluded to it, God inhabits the praise of His people. You want to know where God lives? He lives in the middle of our joy and rejoicing and thanksgiving. I'm sure God is in this house, but I'm sure he's in this house. Adoration. Now, uh, Valerie and I have been married soon to be 39 years. Yeah. I married her when she was two. And as it was then, it is now. I mean that. The years have been better to Valerie than it has to me. I don't know what you're laughing at because I'm looking at you. When I met Valerie, we were both like maybe about 12 years old. But we dated in college and eventually got married. She was and is a Georgia peach. Not a pickle, a peach. (laughs) And every time I visit my affection and adoration for Valerie, it does us both well, because see, I don't know what goes on in your house, but I know what goes on in my house. And I can get my back scratch easier, and I adore. You can get God's attention faster when you adore. Put the next one up, please. And, and this, is, this is life lock for right praying. He said to pray with supplication. After you adore and you, you, you glorify and you thank God, now is the time to say, God, it's not my brother nor my sister. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the knee of prayer. Nobody can pray for you like you can pray for you. Nobody can read your mind. Only God can read your mind. And my word to you is there comes a time when you get really serious about your needs like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane when he went to pray to the Father prior to his arrest and he said, Lord, not my will be done, but thine be done. He he supplicated with such passion until his sweat became like drops of blood. Hey, you know why you got to supplicate? Because the devil ain't your friend. He ain't the friend of your children. He's not the friend of your grandchildren. The devil has a bullseye, has a bullseye on, on us. When you get bad news for the, from the doctor, it's time to supplicate. Oh, when, when, when you get bad news from the school teacher, it's time to supplicate. There is a time when you got to get rid of now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. He might just do that. Take your soul, I mean. There comes a time 
where you don't pray from a prayer book, where you don't call mother to pray or pastor to pray, there come a time when you get on your knees and you turn off your cell phone and you turn off the television and you turn off any other distraction and you say, God, I'm not leaving here until I hear from heaven. That works every time. Uh, let, let me tell you something. It's back in the day of the church when Pentecostalism was more strong and holiness, the folk would pray, one, the ladies in the prayer room in the church, the men in the prayer room, and they wouldn't quit until they came out. And somebody said, you could tell their prayer warrior when the tip of their shoe was turned up because they prayed so much until they prayed through. Pray is a largely, becoming largely a lost spiritual Discipline. And it's evident. Uh, next thing, please. I, I need to move on. Appreciation. And once in a while, I want to hear thank you. You did good. You're blessing. I told the folks in Trinidad when I was preaching there, the pastor celebrating 50 years as pastor of the same church. I said, every once in a while, you need to come up to the pastor and say, you did a good job. I appreciate it. Now, don't run me over after the service. <laughs> Just take your time and come on in line. We think that folks are storming somebody else with platitudes and praise. Every time I'm standing up here, don't need somebody's blessing me. It means they're blessing me out. I'm going to look at where this, this man usually sits, and I don't think I see him in this service. But whether or not I see him, he, he deserves what I'm going to say. I just got through preaching, my brother, the first service, okay? With all my energy and my strength, felt the anointing of God. Wild Indian. I go back there greeting folk. And he comes up to me and says to me, Pastor, don't take this wrong now, but you missed it today. And it wasn't my anointing he was talking about. It was his political agenda that I didn't say anything about. That's garbage. God didn't call me to be a politician. He didn't call to be a mayor or a president. He called me to be a man of God full of the Holy Ghost who's not afraid, not afraid, not afraid to tell the truth. I'm not here to be somebody's decoration in this house. I'm only passing this way one time and so are you and we better get it right. Better get it right. I love my mother and she's gone on, but she didn't call me to preach. I love my dad and he's 87 years old, but he didn't call me to preach. I won't answer to that man who thought I'd miss it. I'll answer to God. Yes. I appreciate that so many of you stood up because next time I see him, I'm going to have you sick him. <laughs> ne ne next slide, please. I guess I was saying to you, let's appreciate more. You know, some of you thinking, he sure is proud or cocky.
cocky or arrogant, think he's something. Because he's got a few brothers nearby. Yeah, a praying brother. Ex-Sergeant Major. I ain't choosing no 12th grader. You know why I got that? And I don't want you to be jealous of it. Because when you preach like I preach, and you don't give a rip what the devil thinks, you got to use your common sense. You know, I'm just making this up as I go. Whatever is true. Next one, please. Whatever is... Next bullet. Honest and just. Next one, please. Whatever is pure, lovely, and a good report. Next one, please. Whatever produces virtue and praise. Think on these things. You know how you could put a life lock and worry and anxiety? Do all of that. Truth has become diluted in our culture. Did you hear what I said? Churches in America, denominations in America, the social culture in America have all, in many cases, transformed truth into what they want it to mean. There is only one truth. I'm telling you, there is only one truth. Where do you get truth, Pastor? And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. The word of God is like a sharp two-edged sword, cutting and dividing to every marrow and joint. Paraphrase, it comes against truth. And if you don't know truth, ask the Holy Ghost to show you truth. I'm going to tell you something. Oh, boy. Hollywood has come along and the other kinds of people that now has told us that the truth is that God made men who desire men and women who desire women. He made them that way. It's in their DNA. That's not the truth. There are those, the the truth is being uh, compromised more rapidly in the last decade to now, who say that's okay, this thing of same-sex marriage. And I'm saying this because you got children, you have grandchildren. They need to know the truth. Because they're going to come home and say, Mom, in physical education, they told us, y'all hear what I'm saying? They showed a video today, Mom, and so explain to me. Just because it's socially acceptable does not mean it's the truth. (laughs) 
if you think, and, and I'm, I'm picking on this or, or, or highlighting it because it's so blatantly in our face. If the homosexuals can come out of the closet, it's time for the Christians to do the same. Yeah, you need to applaud. It's not time for us to be overrun by promiscuous sex and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye when we already know the truth. Let me tell you, let me tell you if you don't speak up the truth, you are guilty of condoning the untruth. Whatever is honest and just, think on these things. Well, <laughs> best book you got. Whatever is pure, lovely, and good report produces virtue and praise. Think on these things. Pornography is rampant in this country. You can wear it on your wrist. You all heard me? You can wear it on your wrist. You can wear it on your phone. You can wear it on your television, DVD. It is more... nasty and provocative. What surprises me, I didn't say this for a service, I'm just going to say here, the Holy Spirit brought it to me. Are the women's rights groups in America? They don't speak against pornography. They don't speak against Planned Parenthood. They don't speak against abortion. But you let somebody as wacko and as perverted as this man this week, who I think is a director, he owns a lot of studios. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? You heard the news? Who has sexually harassed and abused women for years. And he says, this was his culture when he was in the business earlier. And now that it's revealed by at least 30 women, they're mad. The media's mad. A lot of people are mad, should be. They're mad about stuff they hid for years. But they won't say anything about a soul in a child that will live forever. You're not quiet because you're afraid, are you? It is my desire, Amy, is there right? Yeah. Amy, to give our congregation something to talk about after they leave church on Sunday. Am I doing okay? What are you thinking? Purity, good report. I say this all the time. I don't want to be redundant. I just want to be heard. Young adult women, 
maybe out of high school and older. They uh, want to have a friend of the opposite sex, which is all right. They, they, they pray old enough to get married to this person, that one person that God will send them. They uh, get worried and anxious that it won't happen. So they let their thinking become warped. Do you know, young ladies, and (laughs) single ladies, it's better for you to wait than to marry a jerk and wish you didn't. Yeah, I say this to you, and uh, you know the little saying about women who desperately want to marry somebody, and they pray about it, and they say like something like this, Lord, have your will, but give me Bill. (laughs) Do you know why some of you are still single, ladies? Because I prayed that jerk out of this chair beside you. (laughs) God, give me undercover stuff to pray about. Because you'd be amazed. You, you, you know, your da- daddies and mamas ought to hear this. When, when your, especially your daughter, drag in somebody from another planet and say, look what I love. <laughs> you say to him, son, you got the wrong door. You got the wrong house and the wrong planet. We got to guard ourselves. One more, one more major thought, I think. Right living. Put them all up on the screen, please. Learn the word. Hear the word. Receive the word. And do the word. That's the sermon right there. Learn the word. I can't do what I don't know. I thought that was profound and only Martha said amen. You don't put your 16-year-old in a car. Here, son, drive. Because if you do, tell me, and I'll get off the road. Yeah. You got you to gotta take he, if it's a girl, she, through some driving experiences to learn. I can't apply what I don't know. Hear the word. Come, come my brother, to the music, please. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Receive the word. Do the word. Uh, Here's a simple analogy and maybe it's too simple. If you go to the doctor for a particular need and he addresses the need and writes a prescription, then you take it to the pharmacist. And upon taking it to the pharmacist, you go home and according to the prescription instructions, you take it once a day or twice a day. And only by taking it will you benefit from it. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You know, medical cost is so expensive. On the lighter side, somebody says, 
doctors write the prescription in Latin or some, something else that you don't understand. And then, he, then you take it to the pharmacist. And the pharmacist reads it and the doctor's comment on the prescription is, I got mine, now you get yours. <laughs> you felt like that? Stand up, please. We're going to get rid of some worries in the next couple of minutes. Is that all right with you? We're going to get rid of some anxiety in the next couple of minutes. <laughs> because God won't give his word if you don't intend to keep it. Amen. God won't bring you to church if he doesn't love you. I want to make you an offer I did in the first service and it worked out very well. Have you got anything in your life today that you got to lock out? Worry, fear, anxiety, sickness, relationships that are not good for you. Have you got anything today you want to bring to this altar because you want the peace of God and peace with God? I want you to physically bring it here and stand and we're going to pray over it together. I don't want you to wait till somebody else has come or I just want you, I'm going to step on your head, devil, because I'm going to step out in faith. Good. Come on. Come on. I want the elders to come. I want the staff to come. I want the prayer team to come. I want praying people to come. Come on. This is good. Keep coming. Why go home with something you can leave with God today? Come on. Keep coming. Yeah. All, all across the front. Oh, this is good. Sing, my brother, while they come. Everybody else in the house, let's worship. And those of you here, we're going to pray for each other in a moment. Pray for each other, Lord. Let's do some adoration right now. Adoration. That's good. Do it. Do it. Do it, do it. Out of us, out of us. For the next few moments, just direct your attention here to the platform. And then I'm, I'm just going to tell you what we're going to do. Because this is what I believe the Lord will have us do. We're going to spend three minutes, not very much, in the light of 
24 hours. Here's what I want you to do in the first minute. I want you to adore him. Like, God, I didn't come here just to get, get, get. I want you to adore. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. The second minute, I want you to ask him for whatever you want. You can do it softly or you can do it loudly. <laughs> I pray loud enough to make the devil mad. One minute adoration, two minute supplicate. Ask for whatever you want. Leave it in the altar. And the third minute, we're going to appreciate him. Is that all right? If your hands get tired, you can put them down. But I'd like for us to stand with our hands lifted first. If you get tired, you can put them down and raise them again. Everybody in the church, I want you right now to adore the Lord in worship. Come on. Lift up your voices. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. Come on. You, you got about 40 seconds left. I praise you, Jesus. Come on. You're doing good. <laughs> You've been good to me, God. You've been good to me. You have saved me and I, and I adore you. You have, you have healed my body. You've given me a mind to think. And God, you, I praise you because your word is my strength. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my family. I, I worship you, God. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the people of God. I, I, I love you, Jesus. Come on, this is good. Build up yourself in, 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 in adoration. Build up yourself in adoration. Come on, 10 seconds. I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. I surrender all. I, I want you to sanctify me. I want you to fill me with the Spirit. Now let's sh sh shift gear for the next minute. Tell him whatever you want from him. Come on, open up your mouth. It may seem silly to others, but you're not talking to them. You're talking to God. It, it may seem trivial, but tell God, Lord, I need help in my mind. I want to have a sound mind. I need healing for my body. You know what the doctors have said. You know the medication I'm taking. Come on. Heal my body. I need help for my marriage, God. Oh, God, I don't want it to be rocky and stormy. I want you to make it sound and healthy. Come on. Lord, my children, I want you to protect my children and my grandchildren. I, I want you, Lord, to give uh, my family unity. Come on. Unity, Lord. Oh, God, I don't want to fuss. Come on. Keep me from fussing. Keep me from uh, having a divided mind. Come on. God, help me with my finances. I'll put you first. I'll give to the Lord because he's good to me. Come on, come on. You're doing good. Oh, Jesus, deliver me from addiction. Deliver me from alcohol, from drugs. Deliver me, God, from uh, uh, making obscenity seem normal. Deliver me, God, from uh, movies and pictures and books that are obscene and undesirable. Come on. Oh, God, give me truth today. Come on, you got a few more seconds. Oh, come on. Ask him right now to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Come on, that'll, that'll lock the devil out. Come on, Lord, I want you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. God, I put the life lock of the Spirit on my mind. Come on, come on. God loves you and he, he's got a gift for you. Oh, this is good. Now I want you to appreciate him. Come on, I, Lord, I want to thank you. Yeah, go ahead. 
Now lift your hands again after you've clapped them. Lift your hands and raise your voice again. With your voice, I praise you, God. I love you, Lord. Come on, raise those voices. Oh, God, flow like a river in here, I pray. Flow like a river in here. Oh, I bless you. I bless you, Jesus. Oh, we need each other, Lord. We need each other. Let's bless each other. Lay your hand on the shoulder of the person beside you in the house and in the altar. It's time to pray for one another. Come on, it's time to speak blessings on them. I speak healing. Come on. I speak deliverance. Go ahead. I speak a sound mind. Come on. Oh God, I thank you that somebody's willing to pray with me. Come on. Somebody's willing to pray for me. You're doing good. You're doing good. Just like you need somebody to pray for you, you pray for them. God, two is better than one. If two or three agree together, touching any one thing, it shall be done in the name of the Lord. This is good. Bind up any brokenhearted. Help the discouraged, the confused, the troubled. Go ahead, God. Just tell the Lord. I, George, Lord, I, I just rather you bless them more than me because if you bless them, I'm already blessed. God, I just rather you answer their prayers first than you answer my first because you got enough left over for me. That's good. It's lovely to see you pray like that. Let's worship a little bit more before we, before we. Right where you stand, let's just worship a little more. Amen. Amen. So would you 
Now, all of you that came up front, it's better going out than it was coming in. Don't let the devil tell you that somebody didn't touch you. He touched you. He did. Go in peace. Go in the love of the Lord. Have a great day.